Bruno. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. This morning with the sundown shining in him. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money, head? Oh, it's, uh, oh, oh, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then... 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Trip. On a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the new so uh, you know, that's what you uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? I lost you $60,000. There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do. There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. What the f*** are you talking about? Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in hell. Hello and welcome back to Jack's. I'm Tim Howell. burn on the board. Matt Byrne confirms he hates Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I do saying. indeed. And he was very happy that I booted the homeless guy out of the vestibule downstairs so he didn't have to do it. He wasn't a Nazi, was he? No, he was not a Nazi. Good I would not thing. believe. I don't okay. know. If he, no, I would not accuse him of that. I let the, you know, let's hope not. Let's hope Although not. it's uh, not all that pleasant to boot somebody out into the cold. No, it's not. You kind of feel like a Nazi a little bit. Yeah, you uh, do. <laughs> you feel like something there. Do we have Mr. Kevin? We do indeed. Kevin, have you been? What are you doing? How are you? So, have you been? Uh, what time did you roll in from your Chicago vacation? Uh, Two o'clock with all you guys? <laughs> no, I wasn't that late at all. <laughs> What's uh? Where, where you guys? Where you guys hanging? Palmer House. I'm at the Palmer House. Is it? Uh, well, but I'll be over your way on Friday. I'll be over your way Friday. But uh, yeah, and 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 the problem here is. There is no getting your hands on coffee until six o'clock here. That's bull. We can't get it on your, so on your if hands. I, if I seem a little grouchy today, that's why. Well, you know, those are people that always think of themselves and not others. The internal Stocks and Jacks gang here, since the Dunkin' Donuts has decided to open at six and not five thirty, well, we've been out coffee since COVID. This is bull. Mm. I was, what was I nine dollars a day to the place for for. Eight years, you think they'd want my nine bucks back every day? So it's a lot for three coffees. Yeah, no kidding. So you don't you don't make a thermos full of coffee before you come in, so that you have some when you arrive. No, well, I'm gonna hit the truck and get in here before the Kennedy <laughs> does something bad to Matt and me. So uh, and then tomorrow I better go pick up uh, what's his name, Andrew, with the tr- at the uh, train. So he doesn't have coffee. No, he doesn't have any coffee. That guy. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, we, we're gonna we got to figure this out by Friday because uh, it, it, this is not an acceptable situation. Well, uh, I can figure it out. Uh, what uh, what do you what do you like in yours? Black coffee. We'll do that. I can I can always handle that. I will I will I will scurry Andrew into the Seven Eleven by me as we drive by it. <laughs> All right, there there you go. That'll work. There's always a plan. Always a plan. Gotta have. One. Um, what do you make of uh, <laughs> speaking of plans? Uh, evidently, the missile was not from Russia, so that that news is good. Uh, yesterday, 
We have uh, Trump announced last night, but his daughter says she wants no part of it. That's interesting. Um, which one? Which one's Ivanka? It's the daughter, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's the daughter. She was an advisor, and she was a White House advisor. Yeah, she wants no part whole, of it this whole, time. It's, it's Jared Kushner's wife. Okay. And uh, she might say that he's her husband. Just saying. Pardon? She might say that he's her husband. She's, you know, she would might introduce him that way rather than yeah. the other way around. <laughs> That's in the yeah, world. Well, mm-hmm. That's in the world, you know. Tomato, tomato, Tom. I say, you know. <laughs> so, hey, what is the what is? You're an observant sort. What is the status of the Palmer House in, <clears throat> in terms of activity compared to three, four years ago? Uh, it's it was pretty busy last night. You know, sitting in that uh, um, sitting in the bar. Um, you know, with that sort of that lounge area that outside of the uh, opposite the um, the check-ins, it was busy. There's a lot of people here, and there's you know I I get the sense that there's multiple conferences going on. That uh, um, so um, you know we'll I'll, I'll I'll tell you more after I see it all day too. But um, it's a pretty busy joint. Well, good for them. I I think they uh, aren't they weren't they on the foreclosure list? Or is that a John Flanagan equation? I think they... That's a Flanny question. I think they fell out during the COVID, but they're running it under bankruptcy or something. I, I, I've gone over there to the bar years and years ago, but I always went downstairs and that's gone, Contiki Ports. Going to the Polynesian bar. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, just the, the downstairs looks like a uh, a bunch of, you know, shops and spas. Yeah, they were, they had the great bar down there and every... Matt, you'd like this. Every every drink you had had a little umbrella just in case there was dust, you know. Ah, I like that. I like that. In case you order a beer, you get some umbrella in it? I don't uh, think anybody ordered a beer at Kentucky Ports. Are they putting it in a, in a oh, fork, okay. or what are they doing? They're just, uh, just hanging it in the glass? They just only put it in, they stick it in the, uh, in the, in the cherry and stuff. Ah, I see, I see. Okay. You have your pineapple and your cherry and all that stuff, That's and you yeah. your, what are they, Singapore slings and all the other mm. crazy stuff, uh. My ties and they did good stuff, boy. Yeah. Would, Sounds didn't, good to me. I'm, I'm there. They didn't spare the rum either, as, <laughs> uh, as I recall. Anyway, Kevin, what a yeah. um, it's very very difficult to really focus on any anything that's going on. It, it, you get the feeling that there's always, you know, as long as I've been in the business, there's always different inf- information coming at you from different directions, and you know you try and figure out what the legitimacy of it is, not just the legitimate legitimacy of it. But what people's perception of it? Because one thing you 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 learn as you uh, if you if you host any kind of a podcast or radio show, it's not what you say; it's what people hear, and uh, and, and it's that's actually a very difficult concept. <laughs> uh, but we have now two uh, inflation numbers. I don't necessarily believe them totally, but let's say they're okay. That it, it show that the uh, inflation is coming down. The rate of inflation is coming down a little bit, which I actually happen to think I agree with, but I also know that there, there's stuff in the numbers that they haven't pushed through yet. So, again, we won't go through that argument again. But it is stunning to listen to the, the Generation X and Millennials. They're over it. They, they just want this to be done as of this week. Oh, it's over. It's over. It's over, it's over with, right? The movie's over, right? This, this is not a... They don't quite get that this is not... The, the, I'm going to be crass here. If if they want a baby in a month, do they run around and have sex with nine girls? I mean, don't they get that the things that things take their time, and there's and there's things you just can't change. This this is a, a thing that's going to be working through 
this society for a real long time. And, and, if, and if you're, you know, making 400 grand a year at CNBC, maybe you don't feel it, but everybody else down the line, I mean, people, I mean, Maddie was uh, somewhat stunned yesterday when I said, when his lovely bride <clears throat> goes out to buy a new Jeep, is, is she ready to pay 65 grand? And he goes, I don't think so. <clears throat> and she's got a good job. He's got a good job. <clears throat> you know, if anybody's the, the family that should really not have an issue buying a car when it comes their time, he's like, Really? 65, 70 grand? I mean, the one she's had for 10 years probably cost her 20 or 25. Hmm. I mean, I don't think. Well, and, and, and the thing is, the prices aren't going down. So the only thing that you have, the only option is wages to uh, uh, to t- catch up. And how long is that going to take? Um, I'm going to say never. Uh, somewhere between never and a really, really long time. Yeah. And you, and you see it in these numbers this morning. Uh, Target came out with earnings, and they kind of clunk, so they're down uh, 12%. They're down 21 bucks. Thank God I didn't do anything in there. Uh, but now Lowe's um, came out, and they're up. So uh, they're up 5 bucks. But And I've, you know, I've observed. I sure as hell didn't predict. I wish I would have. <clears throat> I've observed that as this pricing went on, you have to look for the areas that are the least competitive. And I'm going to say that the Home renewal business, home remodeling business, wood business, is way less competitive than the Target, Walmart, Kohl's, Amazon, you name it, area. Uh, you, I've just named four places. I can only name two in the other one. Unless you're in the Midwest and you and you have Myers as the, as the third competitor, I don't know what you do if you're the only Home Depot or Lowe's are the only place in town. I mean, I... Are you talking about? Are you you're talking about box stores more than uh, grocery stores? Well, I'm saying that that grocery stores have a they're way more competitive. There's more of them. Oh yeah, by by a long shot. Yeah. And, and but I'm saying there's in a, in a, there's more stuff. You, you mean you don't need to go to Walmart to buy a spatula? You can get it, you know, at, at, at Target. You can get it probably in your grocery. My point is, you start you start to pick the places that have the most price, pricing power. And I think that Lowe's and Home Depot have a little more pricing power than the Walmarts and Targets. And I think that the, the stock market, well, you know, I don't want to be one of those chumps that I hate where I say if a stock goes up, it proves my point. But this morning, uh, Lowe's was talking about, uh, I mean, uh, Target, what, which one of them here? Lowe's was talking about their 3%. The revenue was up 3% compared to the same period last year. I'm going to say, Kevin, it's off the top of my head, that prices are up at least 12 <clears throat> and they're, they're, the amount of stuff they sold is down 8 or 9 and they're still ahead of the game I doubt very seriously if Walmart and Target maintain those margins just saying well and if their volumes are down and they match their cost to the volumes then yeah they are better off for it sure they are and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to but then yeah you, you go to the grocery business and I just think where, where I live you have you know you can start and go top down you can go Whole Foods Fresh Time uh, Martin Supermarkets, um, then uh, Target and uh, Meyer and Walmart and Aldi, and I'm probably missing somebody. Well, here you go. So, yeah, yeah they, they they got to duke it out. But you just named a massive competitor that nobody has outside of the Midwest, Myers. And I, I'm going to say that a lot of people would rather be there than a Walmart or, or, or a Target even. I mean, you know, it's a question of choice, but well, what, what, yeah. I mean, Target Target used to have a, a great the, the Target they used to have a great grocery section. Now they 
Um, most of their meats are prepackaged. They they come from someplace else. But Walmart is still changing business model. Walmart is still um, a lot of them. So I mean, it, it, there's this constant there's this constant competition. You don't you don't see that, e- even though what you do see is everywhere. I mean, and uh, there's a spot out, out by Audrey and uh, um, Bell Road. They must have they must have thought, Kevin. Uh, and, and this ha- and this happens to these people. I mean, one one of it is they want to get ahead of the population moves, but I don't think they had any any uh, idea that this COVID thing was coming. And, and you can you can screw up on the timing here like forever. But I guess if you have enough money, you can you can ride it out. If you, if you go by and Bell Road, there's a and maybe a mile north and south, they got this massive Menards, a huge Home Depot. Uh, new Myers. It was the first really big box Myers. It's now the model for all the Myers. It's opened like ten years ago. It was bigger than like any Myers. And then there's the uh, all these people have like the, the massive plants and all that stuff. Uh, across the street, there's a jewel that is totally up their game and remodeled. Down the block, there's like this big R place, which is a uh, you know a, a farm and fleet for 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 lower edge people or stuff. There's never anybody in the place, but they have all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's got to be how many feet of retailing for every human being that lives within three miles of the place? I mean, it's it's got to be. What's what did some guy say? Uh, there used to be a, a guy in CNBC that uh, not on CNBC and on uh, WBBM. They used to bring him on the news noon business hour, and he was a, a retail expert. I think he said that there's for every man, woman, and child in, in the in the U.S. There's it was ten or a hundred retail. Square feet of retail. I mean, it's, it's incredible how big these places are, and, and what kind of volume they need to. I mean, these Myers must have. I bet they have five hundred carts, Kevin. You know, and I've never seen more than fifty of them used. Of course, I'm there at seven o'clock on a Monday morning, Sunday morning. But, but it's uh, trying to figure out right now whether things are going good or bad is really very difficult. I mean, uh, if you go by high-end restaurants, they look like they're packed, but then you see maybe one across the street that's not there anymore. But how do you how do you judge how Gibson's is doing in Chicago, or another steakhouse, when the one in the Palmer House is closed? What was the name of that place? There's a steakhouse there. Uh, Ruth Chris is closed. Morton's closed. So did, did is is the crowd you see in Gibson's every night equal to all those crowds that those other people used to have? I don't know. I mean, I know, I know Gibson's is way more expensive uh-huh. than it used to be, but uh, I mean, it, so it's I mean, it's it's very very difficult. That's why I, I like to zero in. My little view of this is you zero in on people of various groups. So here's a guy who's working in a building, and by the way, he's doing some side jobs. I'm going to say 50 grand total. Is he better off than last year or this year? And I'm going to say not so much. Um, what about you know? I mean, you look at every different spot in the, in, the, in the wage spectrum, and you say, are they? Is that group in a recession? That, that's the way I'm doing it now, and I learned that not from myself, but from William Kennedy from uh, Freedom from Fear when he did that during the 20s in his history. He said in, uh, in the 20s, everybody's convinced it was the go-go era, incredible cars, incredible-looking women, and all kinds of crazy stuff. He said in, in, in reality, like 50% of the country was in a re- recession and 20% was in a depression, and the other 20% got the news, or 25, whatever it was, whatever the math is. And I... I think the same thing is sort of happening now. But the question is, how long can that go on, if I'm right? 
And I, you know, I just well, I, and it, look at look at some of the other indicators too. Who's who's cutting back? Who's laying people off this week? Oh yeah, Amazon, FedEx. Really? Not not FedEx. Uh, yeah, I think it's FedEx. Either FedEx or UPS. Well, yeah. I mean, those guys—they're the uh, an Amazon. So sit- what they're saying is lower retail activity, lower shipping activity. Well, yeah, um, which is not not all that healthy. But here's the one, Kevin, that I don't know. I mean, there's an article here that I, if I can get my machine to do something with it, uh, it has to do with household debt. It says household debt last month soared at a, at a 15% annual rate between credit cards and mortgages. Now, I don't know. Now, now we know, even if we, uh, you know, even if we, even if we hope people get a raise, we know they're damn well not getting a 15% raise across the board. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, and, uh, and I don't. I mean, I don't know what you do about that. So. If the rate, if the average, if the average increase in salary, let's be generous and say is seven, I, I don't know the, what you just do to people, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it, when the groceries are going on the credit card, that's not good. No, and I, I think they are. I don't, uh, I don't see how you, uh, how, how you combat that. I'm, uh, but, but, and what do you, but what are you seeing in, in your areas? Are there layoffs there yet? Um, a, a little bit. I watched the um, the warn notices, the, the notices that people put, you know, file with the state of Indiana when they're um, when they're doing layoffs. And there's been a little, but what I am seeing is uh, cutting hours, and uh, in in some cases where they're just shutting down for extra days. Now, when you, you know, say so, uh, you know the uh, example Thanksgiving, instead of shutting down Thursday, Friday. Uh, they're going to shut down Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Monday. Okay. Now, when you say and, and all, all of those employees are off the clock, then right. So, when you say cutting hours, are you talking about cutting overtime? Uh, I, I think overtime was was cut out a long time ago. So now you're saying you know you might be working instead of forty, and you're down to thirty five, or you're down to thirty two, or whatever. This is a uh, I won't say new, Kevin, because it's been probably probably been around a while. I mean, you and I, when we were uh, younger uh, in, the, in the business world, especially if it was any kind of a, a union situation, uh, not you know, not putting a plug in for unions or anything, but if somebody made 20 bucks a mo- an hour, you immediately multiplied it by 40 and said that's what you make a week. You can't really do that anymore, can you? Nope. You make what your W-2 says you make. Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, I don't know who the guy is, but I'm going to say somewhat of a opportunist sleazeball, whatever you want to call it. The Dunkin' Donuts right right by us down here um, is a small little place. The Rock Island uh, train pulls right in there. The exchanges were right across the street. I'm going to say the thing, for every square footage it had, Kevin, other than maybe someplace in Grand Central Station or somewhere, I'm going to say the revenue per square foot had to be. But they behind this little counter, they had like eight eight girls in the morning pouring out coffee and stuff. I mean, just one after another. The line, but they got people through there pretty quick. And uh, so they raised the. I went in and coffee was two ninety five or some you know ridiculous number. This is this is five years ago. So they go, all right, well that's three ten. And I say, okay, uh, <laughs> okay, they go, yeah, well you know the uh, minimum wage went up from. The time was like nine fifty to like eleven or something. I say, okay, I get it. Well, then one of the girls tells me, "Hey, later, I see her walking down the street." Well, of course, 
I talk with everybody. And she goes, yeah, well, it's not exactly the, the whole story. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, we're now, they used to work, start at 6 and, and, would, and work till whatever, whatever 8 hours would be, till 2. She goes, we're now getting off at 1. <laughs> so, so we're getting a 7-hour day, even though we're making a dollar more an hour. So we're actually, actually like down on the week or even with the week or something. I'm going, oh, that's just swell. Um, I, I didn't know you could necessarily do that to people, but I, I would never even think of that. And actually, the Walmart in uh, when Audrey had her when, when we used to go to Michigan City more off, or Ogden Dunes, there's a Walmart down there. We used to rent a house there for a month, and uh, I'd go to the Walmart in the morning and I talk to somebody and they go, "Yeah, well, they're not a." The good news is, they would they would hire. What's the politically correct word for saying uh, not not the uh, people that. Uh, What's what's the word for not eighty percent of the way there, Kevin? They're not they're not like they're un- non-functional or anything like that. But if you look at them, you realize that there's one job. Oh, um, high functioning with um, with handicaps. Yeah, yeah, and they would they were hard. So I always made it a point to go to that Walmart because that's what they did. And uh, even if I was just getting an oil change or whatever, and uh, and the, the the people in there said, well, you know, uh, if it's looked like it's a slow week on Thursday, they just tell you don't come in on Friday. I said you got to be. You know, you got to be bleeping me. I mean, I, I, remember, I never even heard of that, Kevin. I mean, I, but evidently, that's the game these days. But how do you how do you make any kind of plans on that? How do you even how do you even sign up for a rent check? It's it, it, you're right, it, and it's it's difficult. It's beyond difficult. It's um, it's you know, this is this is sort of the economy we've wrought and. You know, everybody likes to talk about, uh, hey, we, we represent the little guy, we represent the middle class, whatever you want to say, and they don't because every policy that we have just winds up killing the average person. Yeah, it sure it sure does. And Because I'm reading the, uh, uh, the key points. Household, this is by Jeff Cox. We've done a lot of, a lot of articles we've had here from Jeff Cox, and I, I really i would love to have him on the show. I think he does a real nice job. He's not on the air as much anymore, probably because he's he's too straight. But uh, uh, he says household increased at the fastest pace in 15 years through the hefty increases in credit card usage and mortgage balances. The credit card balance collectively rose more than 15 percent in the same period in 2021, the largest annual jump in more than 20 years for the New York Fed. The increase stems from a combination of robust consumer demand, meaning like what you got to eat, uh, and higher prices of Fed official set. Uh, okay then. Um, total debt jumped by 350 billion in the July to September period, the largest nominal quarterly increase since 2007, bringing the collective household IOU in the US to a fresh record of 16.5 trillion dollars. It's an increase of 2.2 percent from the previous quarter, and 8.3 percent from a year ago. Uh, an increase follows a 310 billion jump in the second quarter. And represents a 1.27 trillion annual increase, and uh, God help you, we're talking 20 some percent, and um, on these interest rates, I don't. And it, it's one of the nights we were having. Uh, well, back before, when they were working down here, <laughs> one of my, uh, I'll say, acquaintances from the Fed, I was saying, you know, you guys have uh, driven these interest rates way down, but you sure as hell did a very good job. And driving them down for every man, credit card rates are still twenty some percent. And I said, the guy's name was John. I go, John, uh, let me ask you a question. And then he goes, but banks write off a lot of this stuff, 
and look at their, their losses on these things. And I said, okay, John, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that can, can add a little bit. I said, when somebody writes off somebody's credit card bill and, uh, and somebody goes out and buys whatever, furniture, thinking they can afford it, and the next day they got an emergency room visit, and all of a sudden they can't afford it, um, and they and they eventually run this tab up because they can't pay it, and it's 20% a you know, not a month, but 20% a year. I said, but at the end of the day, when they write the debt off, how much of the nominal number they're writing off and telling you guys how, how much they're being played, how much of it is the original price of what they bought, and how much of it is the, the uh, interest rates that are compiled along the way? He looks at me and he goes, you know, you got me there. But I know I have a family member who, uh, uh, unfortunately, um, had, a, had a business and the absolute bleep storm, uh, Kevin, where he had a, an incredibly successful business. It's, I mean, uh, doing, like I said, incredibly well. Uh, at the top, <laughs> he gets, his wife divorces him, writes her some massive check because he had the business tied up with all his home stuff, which is absolutely a, a thing you're not supposed to do, but people do. And, uh, and then the business kind of... Cr- crashes, he thought the business was going to be okay, went out on the credit cards, and, uh, and then the business kind of failed, and he's left with these personal credit cards. I'm going to say, Kevin, that after a 15-year period, he's paid at least three times whatever he originally had on the credit card, and he still owes him as much as when he started. Hmm. And, and, you know, I these guys can throw these numbers around, but I guess there's a few people, I'm going to say you and I and the listeners, that can actually dig into the math and what they tell you is all BS. I mean, forgot, at some point, <laughs> you got to say, I mean, even even the mob was, was, well, I guess the mob was pretty much like that, you know. Uh, th- that's what this is like. Or where am I wrong here? You're not. You're not. It's because the, um, you know, we, we just... It, People in general, as a society, we're just not good with with numbers. Period. Not good with data. Don't understand the difference between data and information. And as a result, you know, you just look at these raw numbers, and you're either really happy or you're really upset. And with, without digging into them, it's you know, it's one of the it's one of the great things that Carl brings to this show. Um, you know, where he just. Uh, uh, you know he's he's got he he comes in and he can dig through it and pick out the the trends and uh, and and what he's seeing and you know is is comfortable in the numbers. Most people aren't comfortable in the numbers. They just want here, give me a number. Get you know give me you know give me some information. Cool, good, got it. Um, but he, you know how, how many times have I said data? Just all that does is lead you to the next question. It doesn't give you a lot of answers. Well, speaking of data, SPV just down one. NASDAQ just down twelve. Big movers. Target down 24 bucks. That's 13 percent. Where Lowe's, on the other hand, <coughs> is up five bucks, but that's two and a half percent. Be right back, stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com/jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. 
Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Report back to me when, uh, I don't know, when it makes sense. Report back to me when you feel like reporting back to me. <laughs> or oh, whenever. Whenever. Yeah. SP Futures down a quarter, NASDAQ Futures down 375. We look like we want to race up for until between now and the end of the year, and we're kind of running by some landmines. But uh, we have some bad stuff behind us, too. So, I mean, that's it's... Uh, market, I think, is kind of neutral here. I don't know if it's going to keep racing up. I don't know if it crashes either. We might just hang here for a while. Dow futures up three again. Individual stocks target down 24, and Lowe's is uh, is up. Uh, where are we exactly? We're up 491. So Target took more of a hit, and Walmart was way up yesterday. So um, obviously, there's a little bit of a split in who's doing what and where, or at least people's expectation in uh, that area. In Europe, we've got the DAX mile down 145. That's over 1%. FTSE down eight. It's call that flat. And CAC around down 33.5%. So uh, DAX is taking a hit. The other guys are not. But Nikkei's up 38.1%. Shanghai down 14.4%. These guys have been up a lot lately. 
Same thing with Hang Seng, 80, down 86.5%, but still 18,254, which is uh, appreciably higher than the 14.5 bottom. Well, I'm saying bottom. Uh, it made uh, 10 days ago. So you know, it's really hard to even keep track in the recent past where this stuff has been. Yesterday, Dow was up 56, S&P was up 34, but NASDAQ was up 162, and it's 1.4%. All these stocks that people didn't like before, things like Netflix, everything, all of a sudden, it's getting, they're flying back. I'm not exactly sure why, but they are. Uh, bonds down three basis points, 3.76. They were over four, seemingly like forever, but not, not anymore. Uh, the Bund down three basis points, 2.06, struggling to stay over two. Uh, Japan, 2.24. Oil. Down 18 cents, 86.74. Brent down up 13 cents, 93.99. That spread now is uh, $7.25, which is a little high, but not awful. Uh, natural gas down 10 cents, under 6 bucks, 5.93. Arbob unchanged, 2.52. Arbob's been very steady lately. Mm. Uh, gold up 8.30, 17.85. Silver up 52 cents. Highest I've seen silver in a while. Uh, 22.04. The uh, copper's down 3 cents, 3.78. The, uh, there's a projectile strike off the Oman coast. Oh, by the, a NATO chief says Poland blast likely caused by Ukrainian missile, but not Ukraine's fault. I guess it's your fault, Matt Byrne. Mm. I mean, it, it's <laughs> not their fault. It's, it's got to be somebody's fault. It could have been me. I, I could have been you. I was launching some missiles yesterday. I, yeah. It, it could have been one of mine. Bitcoin down 207, 16,586 as this turmoil continues. And we have the U.S. dollar um, is actually down again today as the euro is up to 104. Uh, British pound 119, up from the 104 low of several weeks ago. So, huge bounce back from both of those. The dollar continues to sink. Matt, what do you got for us, uh, Traffic Weather Sports? Yeah, well, good morning. Currently 6.38 a.m. on November 16, 2022. Uh, traffic in Chicago is light, uh, not too busy, but keep in mind slippery roads due to winter weather. And speaking of weather, weather in Chicago, uh, currently cloudy and 34 degrees. Expect snow flurries today with a high of 37 degrees. Uh, in Phoenix, clear skies, 46 degrees. Uh, clear skies to continue all day with a high of 72 degrees. Now for sports, uh, tonight in hockey, Blackhawks at home with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Hawks had a win-loss of 6-6 six six this season. We'll see how that turns out tonight. Uh, game starts at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, tomorrow night, though, in the NFL, Titans at Green Bay. Uh, Titans lead and win 6-2. Uh, Packers had a win-loss of 4-6. Game starts at 7.15 Central Standard Time. That's all for now, Chief. Back to you. Well, night came in Green Bay in November. That should be pleasant. Oof. <laughs> it's not going to be not going to be pretty. Kevin, pretty did you cool watch though. any of the uh, the b-ball last night? Uh, a little bit, but I didn't quite make it all the way through Kentucky and Michigan State before dozing off. And I woke up and watched Duke a little while, but um, yeah, there was some good stuff on there. I uh, made it like you to probably the Kentucky Michigan State was kind of a slugfest. Well, I made it to like the two minute not, mark. Not always, not always pretty, but no. very competitive. What? Uh, I, w- I, might s- I snoozed at about the two-minute mark. We must have been on the same uh, uh, schedule, but it, Michigan State ended up winning by nine? <laughs> yeah, like two overtimes. Oh, two overtimes. Wow. What's yeah. the uh, the kid the kid in the middle in Kentucky, where did he come? He, he was he, he was high school player of the year in Ohio. Then the, then the family moved him to some place in West Virginia, or somebody moved him. And, uh, and then he was player of the year in, in Virginia or West Virginia the next year, and then Kentucky got the guy. He's huge. Yeah, I'd have to look into him. Maybe he went to a place like Oak Hill or something. There are these, um, uh, there are programs, you know, scattered around the country where basically they're they're running, you know, all-star programs. 
Um, so uh, JJ Stalling from Notre Dame, their uh, their freshman point uh, guard, uh, played at Lollymere in Indiana. He's from New York, but he moved over to uh, Lollymere for well, his, these are uh, these are high school matter board. year or two of education. These are these are high school private boarding schools, or the family move with you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And they're prep schools. They make sure that these guys, you know, get what they need so that they can, uh, so that they're eligible to play as freshmen. So don't in you? Some cases, in, you know, in some cases, you know, guys, they're, they're not going to have any problem qualifying. They just want to go play with the best players and and play, you know, matchups against the best teams. Well, what are these and guys? In play? other cases, there's guys who are really good, but they want to make sure that they also get their grades in order. Who do, who do they play against? If they're that good, the high school. You know, I, I haven't looked into what their whole schedule is, Tom, so I can't tell you what their regular schedule is, but when you see these high school games on ESPN, it's usually a matchup of those kinds of teams. So it's like the, it's like traveling they, teams for high school. And, they do a lot of, and I'm sure they do a lot of tournaments, too. So like travel ball for high school? Yeah, it's travel ball for high school. So you're not, if you're Inglewood, you're not playing South Shore. <laughs> like like you would on the south side, you got to play somebody better than that because Inglewood's so much better. It's crazy. So we've gone a long way from somebody like me hopping the bus and going to Marist every day, right? A little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's always been uh, boarding schools, and, and Oak Hill Academy is kind of the most famous of these where, you know, that's they've been doing this for 25, 30 years. Um, and then there's others who have come into, uh, come into play more recently. I, w- I was... It, it's almost like AAU moves to high school. Ah, well, I, uh, yeah, Kevin, I, I can't believe how naive and sheltered I was as, as a South Sider, as, as a high school guy. I thought I, you know, I, the world was my oyster, and I didn't even know there was such a thing as a high school boarding school. I got in the OEX pit. One guy goes, "Yeah, I went to boarding school with that guy," and I go, "What's boarding school?" <laughs> he goes, "What do you mean, what's boarding school?" And I go, "I have no idea. I'm, I'm asking a question." He goes, "High school." And I go, "Wait a minute." You, you go, you go to high school. And you don't come home at night. <laughs> I thought you didn't do that to college. <laughs> oh no, that's how you. That's how you. That's how you get into Harvard and all their feeder schools for these places. And I, that's, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on. The discipline, all that stuff. And, and one day, uh, this guy Kenny Kelly in front of me, the nicest guy. And he goes, "Yeah, the uh, one of the guys is his father knows the guy from whatever it was, AT and T or IBM, and he gets the the numbers before the." Uh, the earnings they used to give them. They used to do something intelligent, Kevin. Like during the day, you would have the earnings would come out like at ten o'clock or something. So everybody's in the market. You don't do it after the close or before you do. Well, it's in the market. You stop the stock trading. You you put the earnings out there, and while everybody's here, they have the conference call. Then you reopen at eleven, and do some some stuff that is like really really sane, rather than you know having the earnings come out at four o'clock when when you know there's very few traders around. So if it moves one way or the other. The market making firm can can absolutely obliterate the person who is who he needs to make a trade there. So we 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 try our best to screw the public. And uh I'm saying it used to be like this and I go, you know, why darn good at it too, don't Oh yeah, we're good at it. And so that's why, you know, we never trade that stuff for our people for God's sake. And uh and he so anyway, I I said, Well, how does that happen? He goes, Tom, you just don't get it. Nobody wants to go to the boarding school and discipline and get your ass paddled and mm-hmm. everything else. He goes, you do that because you get in this group of people. <laughs> ah. 
Ah, now I get it. So, yeah, you I, get in the club. When, yeah. Once you're in the club, man, you have it made. I said, so that's not going to happen. There's, to Mar- there's always someone who's going to take care of you once yeah. you're in the club. I said, so that's not like going to Maris. He goes, no. <laughs> your club your club is nowhere near the same as this club. And I'm going, I don't even know he had a club. But anywho. Uh, so what do you make of uh, how much last night I was uh, watching, I went up to the triplet. Good thing I went because uh, evidently they've, they've got, it's become a, uh, the Tulane people love the place. Why, I have no idea. But So Thursday night when we're going to meet up there, uh, the Bruins ran into the Tulane people, and I said to the lovely uh, bartender, I said, can we have the big table? She goes, no problem, Chief. So we got a, we got our big table for tomorrow night, Kevin, so we're good to go. Uh, good. I got some people who are looking forward to it here. Too. We might have to put up with some Tulane people. Getting to go to a neighborhood, to to a neighborhood tavern in Chicago. Yeah, well, it should be should be good. And uh, hopefully, I don't know how many Tulane people show up. I never heard of that, but uh, every 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 every. College in the world has a bar, at least one bar in Chicago. There you go, and that's where all they meet up for the games and so forth. But, but Tulane's ranked. I didn't. I, there's something, something weird's going on, Kevin. I mean, uh, all these teams that are ranked all seem to have players from teams that used to be ranked or higher. Um, matter of fact, some guy I was watching the. I don't know if you're watching the uh, Michigan State game. Did you see on the bottom of the the, the little what do you call it? The ticker on the bottom of the screen. Some guy came out with, a, with an all-American team of transfers this year in football. Did you see that? Tra- oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, some like you know Matt Burns uh, transfer all-America team. <laughs> He's <laughs> naming all these guys different schools and transfer from somewhere else. I, I bet you could put that if you put that team on the field, you beat anybody. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if well, you yeah, and and uh, I think I bet you if you went back and looked at last year's NFL draft, you'd find a whole lot of guys who transferred from one place to another. Um, that's that's and, very possible. Know, just, just looking at the early rounds. Well, the Irish have uh, what the one starting guard's a transfer, right? And the other guy's a senior. Mm. So they they got to get some interior line. I don't remember? If they, uh, oh, the uh, starting guards on their basketball team? No, football. Oh, football. I yeah, I don't know. I thought they were all homegrown. I thought all the linemen were homegrown. Um, maybe he's just a graduate student, and he's a he's, maybe he's a Notre Dame graduate student. I, I I I took the leap and thought he transferred from somewhere else. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, Patterson. I think I think he is. A, um, I think he's been there all along. All right. Let's. Well, uh, but if you look at the basketball team, on the other hand, they got. Let me see. Let me count. They, um, well, Atkinson's gone, so they don't have him. But they have uh, at least three in their playing rotation who are transfers. What has caused like the. Uh, the, the, the Nebraska's and the Northwestern was never high end, but what has caused the, the Northwesterns and Nebraska to just seem like they're totally receding in in, uh, in in like Big Ten ball? Are they not getting transfers, or what? What is what is the well, issue? I, I, I don't ha- I don't have an explanation for Northwestern. I, I just don't know, um, but they they sure are pretty bad. Um, Nebraska's been down. Nebraska really since they left the Big Twelve has. Not done well, I mean, and, and you know they they obviously have the infrastructure to succeed because they have in the past. Some of it is is who you hire as coach, and Nebraska's had a series of really really bad hires for coaches, um, because that matters a whole lot in in, in any sport, but it really matters in college sports. But in, in our day, um, those two guys, Bob Devaney and. Uh, Dara, Dara. That's Daryl Royal, man. Yep. But you can't pronounce it like that. Dara. I see. If you're yeah. from Texas. 
Uh, <laughs> those two guys, they were innovators in, I don't know what you would call it, Kevin, but uh, they would, I'm going to say back in the day, you could you could keep 100 people on scholarship, but you could give 30 a year, right? Am I right, right in that one, Kevin? Saying, but so if you do the Something math, like that, yeah. if you do the math, that gets you 120 if you give the maximum every year. But I think those two guys, I don't know which one was first, said, look, we're going to give the maximum number of scholarships every year, and the guys that don't you know, essentially grow over the summer or don't pan out or whatever, we're going to get rid of. And the, the other people... We're going to run them off. Yeah, we're going to run them off. And the other people are immediately going to redshirt. Redshirt means you don't play as a freshman. It's not an, it's not an active thing. If you don't play, you're automatically... You don't use up a year of eligibility, so you don't... You don't redshirt somebody like it's a verb you don't play them and then they become redshirted right Kevin is the way it works and uh, so anyway he, so their idea was that they were going to grow these people and for a couple of years they weren't going to play one year they weren't going to play at all and maybe as a sophomore and they would they would be playing their third fourth and fifth years so even if they couldn't get the real high end you know speed receiver out of California or Florida or someplace their guys were essentially a year older than other people's guys and, and locked into the program for a longer period of time. And that was their competitive edge, I think, Kevin, with Daryl Royal and Bob. Oh, and they, they were good. They, you know, they had really good uh, training, physical development yeah. programs. Um, and, uh, you know, Texas, it, it, where, they, where they were different was that Texas was able to recruit a talent-rich state as the primary school in the state, as the one where everybody grew up wanting to go to Texas. So they could have their pick of all of the talent in Texas and then and then do some national reach when they wanted to. Nebraska was a little different, and the, Nebraska always seemed to have a pipeline to New Jersey of all places. Yeah. Mm. You know, why, I don't know, but they always did. They'd always load up on these, uh, you know, uh, suburban New York City, suburban Philadelphia kids uh, and get them. Um, and, and, and you're right. The thing was, the the, way, the reason that model worked is because everybody stayed for the five years. Yeah. Um, now now they go after three. You know, if you're really, really good, you go after three. Um, and if you're around for five, you either had an injury to overcome or you're just not that good because you would have gone after four at least. Right, unless you were a, a, a late bloomer, which some people are. I mean, some people don't really yeah. mature. So you, you find them. But you know, but a lot of those, a lot of the fifth-year guys now, they're they're there because they had an injury, um, or it's so. COVID, and they just you know. There was a guy, uh, one of my, actually one of my clients, uh, pretty pretty into the Notre Dame situation. And I won't say what position because you probably know who the guy is, but he's playing behind somebody who's like really really good, and the, and the kid is also really good, but he hasn't really played for his first two years, and he's. Looking to do his third year, he's going to the summer school. I guess he's real bright. He's looking to graduate after three years and go somewhere else and play two years because he feels he's certainly good enough to start somewhere. Uh, it's hard to start at this particular position in tight end. You know the position I'm talking about, Kevin. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. going to go somewhere else, get his grad school paid for, and play there after milking the milk or after having the scholarship at Notre Dame for three years. He's going to go somewhere else for two and have. Notre Dame education and a you know a Stanford MBA or someplace, and you know what I, my hats off to the kid. Pretty good deal. It's a good deal. I mean, uh, I'm sure he's probably getting paid along the way too. I'd love to see what the numbers are for these these transfer kids. You know, the bidding has got to be everybody's got to have an agent. Where where did that rule go? They made a hire an agent. You got to go. Obviously, everybody's got an agent now. 
They have to. What do they, what, or what do they call them? Is it a different definition? A, a marketing uh, a marketing helper? What do, what do you call it? Marketing representative. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, every, every, all these kids got them in age. They're not getting those, well, I'm showing my age, those phone calls in their dorm room. I mean, and they're, are, is everybody, how, do, how does the communication even start for the transfer stuff? I mean, it has, it has to start before the, we're not naive, naive enough to think that the kid puts his name in the portal and people start calling him. People got to call him before, Kevin, I would think. Well, the, the the idea of setting up this portal was to give it more transparency and, and to actually prevent a lot of that. So are there contacts? Probably, um, in, in many cases. But sometimes it's just, you know, the name goes into the portal and people call them. So, for instance, when I, I, I know this because of the conversation I had, um, you know, uh, when when Cormac Ryan decided to leave Stanford, he's he's one of Notre Dame's starting uh, starting guards uh, in in basketball, and you know it's it's like the coaches watch the portal listings every morning. It's like first thing the uh, assistant coach comes in and checks and says who's in the portal. So you know it's like he goes to Mike Bray right away and says, Ah, Cormac Ryan's in the portal. Call him. <laughs> you know, he, he was a guy they recruited um, when uh, the first time around. So, uh, so they already had a relationship with them, and it took them no time to lock that situation up. And I, I think a lot of that is that um, they, they already have the relationships with these players because they recruited them. Um, so you, I think you see a lot of people who, who, go, uh, who go where they had been, um, you know, w- w- to one of their previous finalists. Yeah, what's, the, what's the timing vis-a-vis the semesters or the quarters at school? I mean, do you, you put yourself in the portal in January? And uh, somebody you you already know you're going from Stanford to Notre Dame in February, and you you still get paid for a semester in Stanford and stay there, or do you, or do you leave and join mid mid semester like in grammar school at Notre Dame? And it, or do you, do you wait do you wait for the or is it is there any kind of a coordination there or no? Hmm. Are you with us? <laughs> we must have just lost Kevin. Kevin. He'll he'll call oh, back. Oh man, okay. But uh, yeah, I we'll wonder what the that. the coordination there is. I also want to ask him if, uh, for all the discussions he's having, he's at a uh, a conference for all the, the educators from uh, in, in, in what he does at Red Divide uh, Ivy Tech. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if even the the crypto stuff even came up, even comes up. At uh, I guess my question is, does anybody in Indiana even care about crypto? Because clearly here in the uh, in the financial community, uh, I, I I was talking to a couple people last night, and I. I don't know of anybody who even knew when these uh, guys from FTX were here in Chicago. And they were here, and then they, they moved moved off. We're going to discuss this a lot with Russell because he sure knows a lot more about it than I do. Um, yeah, these these uh, they moved to the Bahamas, and it's pretty interesting how this person, I got the whole history of this guy. Kevin, are you back? I am back, and better than ever. You, uh, you, you The coffee showed up, and you, you dumped it on the phone. If, if the coffee would have showed up, I would have t- hung up on the phone and not called back. Oh, God. Um, so anyway, yeah, you're, you're talking about uh, transfers. And, uh, you know, one of the, and, and this is sort of a speaking of transfers, one of the things I, I wanted to do a little follow-up that uh, with yours and Greg's concern from Monday morning about Justin Fields running. Mm-hmm. Did uh, I lose you again? Yeah, for a second. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, okay. I, I, I what's have a, going on? I have a, I have a specific. I'm question. you. I have a question for you and my executive producer. Mm-hmm. No, Matt, Matt Weber is the executive producer. 
uh, since you're in a hotel room, why didn't we call you on that phone and you're on a landline? That's the way we usually do it in hotels. Because there isn't a hotel room. There isn't a phone in this room. That's you're kidding. Odd, yeah. When did that stop? I have no idea. This is the first time I've ever seen it. Hmm. So if you I've want stayed in flea bags that had uh, that had telephones. So if you want a wake up call, you're on your own. Ah, uh, yikes. Well, you would probably call your cell. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right. So what, what, what you were you were saying? I interrupted. Oh, so I was saying, yeah. Speaking of transfers, uh, and and uh, Justin Fields is a guy who transferred to Ohio State. Um, but uh, you guys were uh, pretty concerned about his running on Monday morning. Um. I'm concerned about how the Bears now have somehow lucked out and have this very entertaining guy that they're running all over the place, sort of like they did with Bobby Douglas. Well, this kid's better. And uh, well, it's it's not nearly the same. He's no. way better. He's even a better runner than Bobby Douglas. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was sort of the. I mean, this kid is is basically carrying the load, and yet they're doing exactly what the Bears want. They're losing, and they're not paying people. It's like, I mean, it's. He's he's taking, but I, I don't see how if you expect to be really good in two to three years, which the Bears I think seem to think they are, you got to make sure this kid lasts that long. And I'm I'm all for <laughs> riddle me this, uh, Batman. Um, how many hard hits has he taken since they started running him more? Uh, what that, that's exactly versus, versus how many hard hits did he take in the pocket? That well, I, I tried to make that point, maybe I didn't, but I, I have I have no problem with the. Uh, uh, you know, the, 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 where all of a sudden they screw up and the guy runs 15 yards and runs out of bounds. If they give him that, I, I'll let him do that all day long. It's much safer than the pocket. But I'm starting to see some desi- designed runs where he's running around end instead of the back. I don't like that at all. And he's still not taking hard hits? Well, you don't until you do. Now, let me ask you another question. Is that today's NFL? Well, do you have... To a ta- uh, Tagovailoa, uh, I can't even say his last name. Tagovailoa. Do you have Josh Allen? Do you have Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, um, Justin Fields, and uh, let's see who else do we have on here? That's a big runner, Kyler I'm Murray, um, etc. Is this the way that they're going to be playing football from now on? I, what I, my my point was, and I, again, it's not what you say with people here. The Russell Wilson, when they won the Super Bowl, he was exactly the way I would design it. He would pretty much stay in the pocket. If he had to, he'd roll out, and if he could get his 10, 10, 15-yard first down, he'd run out of bounds. Then in the fourth quarter, when the defense was a little gassed, he'd maybe run two, three times in a row and absolutely destroy the defense. But there weren't designed plays where he was running instead of the halfback, like on a quarterback draw or something, where you're running up the middle. I, I just... I don't think that's the quarterback's job, uh, and I never have. Yeah, but I mean, if you got a guy that can run in the street, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think they have a unique talent that you have a 230 pound guy who can outrun every single person on the field. Pretty scary, isn't and it? I don't have a problem with utilizing that as part of your offense. I don't either. I also think it was really important for the Bears to start using that aspect of his game because he was struggling earlier in the year and they needed him to start being successful at something. Yes. And I think that's bred some passing success as well. Yeah, I just, I mean, uh, I think it has too. And I think some of his guys have uh, have turned around the tight ends playing a lot better. The kid from Notre Dame, well, how much better was his brother than him? I mean, that, that's why Southern Kelt. Oh, yeah, he was always a higher-ranked player. Yeah, but uh, 
No, I, I mean, I, I, I also had the question about that. I never got you never answered it. You know, uh, so the the name Saint Brown. You know, I, I'd sort of get Saint John, and I'd sort of get Saint Joseph, and all of that. But I didn't know that colors could become saints. Um. Well, you know, my uh, in the Catholic Church, you can't. And is there a Saint Green and a Saint Blue? Well, you can't give somebody a name in the Catholic Church if there's no saint. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not. Ah. My mother, who you, you knew and I knew forever, is Gloria, wasn't really Gloria because there's not a Saint Gloria. So oh. she was actually Rose Gloria because there's a Saint Rose, but nobody ever called her Rose. <laughs> I saw it at her birth certificate. I said, who, who's this? Is this you? <laughs> but but the, they couldn't. There's no Saint Gloria. So is I don't, there a Saint Tom? I, oh, oh, sure. <laughs> well, they, actually, they almost booted him, right? Uh, oh, yikes. Uh, uh, the, what's his name? Uh no, St. Patrick they almost booted, right? Ah, uh, I see, yeah. That would have been interesting. The Irish would That would have been a horrible travesty of justice. Yeah, if they just, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, they booted a bunch of saints, saying they oh, weren't really man. saints. Canceled the saints. No, it's St. Thomas Aquinas. It's one of them. There's a bunch of saints. Oh, of course, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah, we think, I think you, I think you're the one, that you're the doubting Thomas one. <laughs> that could be. I don't think he made it to be a saint. Did he? That, that apostle, I don't think he was a, I'm not sure he made the it's grade. Up in the air. Uh, but I, I think all the apostles except Judas made it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think there's a Saint Brown though. But oh. that's a, but that's a. No, it's I, also not I, his first name. I don't think there's a Saint Equinemius either. Yeah, no, I don't think there is. But yeah, Saint. Uh, you know, I, I always get a kick out of that name. What is? Where does that come from? Where? What Saint Brown? I don't Saint know. Green, I mean, Saint Red, Saint. I, I, Saint Chartreuse. May, you know, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't even get the uh, what's his what's his brother's name. Amon Ra. I don't think there's a Saint Amon Ra either. But I don't think they're Catholic, so I don't think it matters. I don't think. Well, I, I, I don't think they needed it to be there because that's. I, I don't know that they're Catholic. I don't know that they're not. The only thing I, I will I will say from my observation is is when because uh, we got a dash to Russell. I'll say from my observation, Kevin, is whenever a generation decides to go from I'll say the standard names and give their 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 kids like very ethnic names or very throwback names. You very seldom see the kids do that to their kids. Mm. Just, I mean, that's not much of a observation. But if you give your kid some wacky name, uh, or say s- some non-traditional name, usually they don't do that to their kid. Oh yeah, just saying. Are you saying that Dweezil Zappa did not name his kids Dweezil? Uh, I'm thinking so. Yeah. Stan Zappa, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Stash. <laughs> Kevin, well, you're going to be in and, studio and Friday. Moon, moon Unit didn't do it either, huh? <laughs> We're going to be in, in Unit on Friday, uh, in, in, in studio, That's and I'm going to have to yeah. mention to Andrew that uh, you better take an earlier train because we're stopping for coffee on the way in. Give the yeah. kid a job. <laughs> we'll be right back, Stash right, and Jacks. Uh, SPV is down well, one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Good luck at your thingy over there. SPV is down nine. I mean, uh, down one, NASDAQ Futures down nine. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for 
stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProtoRuck can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices, along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProdirect.com. PTIProdirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. I'm a businessman. Blood is a big expense. Warm up, Stocks and jocks. I'm talking about burn on the board. SP futures down 175. Nasdaq futures down 13. Yeah, Mr. Russell Rhodes, he's an economist. I'm an, I'm an I'm. It's St. Russell of Economity. There's got to be a St. Russell someplace. Got to be somewhere. Um, there's not. I think I'm sure there's not. So, um, so, and that, that terrible naming thing, we did that to one of our kids. We named uh, my second daughter Emerson. Emerson? Which, now she's got four classmates with the same name, but it's... Uh, it's the middle name for a whole ton of people in the Rhodes family, and I was the last one to carry on the family name. And since a girl popped along, that was the best I could do. Emerson, like an Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? That's what I was thinking, too, yeah. 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 Um, I never heard of anybody named Emerson. What, what, Emmy, I'm so... Oh, man. No, there are a bunch of them. And, uh, hell, there's two girls in my extended family, but really, there's there's like a, a handful that are a little bit younger than my, my daughter that got that name. It's, it's become one of those popular names for a little while and they'll probably fade by the wayside because like you said, uh, people who get named funny names tend to not pass it on to their kids because mm. they, they went through a life of disappointment at the Flying J truck stop trying to find a chain with their name on it. <laughs> um, is that You never al- had that problem. Is that always a girl's name or, uh, or can it be both? Uh, no, no. It's gone both ways. It's a middle name for a whole ton of men in my in the Rhodes family. Wow. Um, so well, well, Doctor J I, has 
has one. He's good as a first name. Doctor J has one of these high-end uh, <laughs> creatures that he hangs around with. Uh, they're a, a very uh, high-end family. So they. That's a, yeah. so, well, of course, the daughter gets married to some guy. So now the kids yeah. don't, don't have the the surname of the family, but they want to know the kids in the family. So they gave they made the first name. Uh, the first name is the is the surname. So instead of oh, being, okay. instead of being something okay. Getty, he's Getty something. Hmm. Um, you know who uh, you know you know who else does that did that? Um, you know the Mara and the Rooney family. They uh, you know, one of them, the Maras own the Giants, and yeah, the Rooney do, family yeah. owns the Steelers. Yep. They have the actress uh, Mara Rooney. Hmm. She's uh. She's in that family. She's you like a Rooney, but somebody from the Mara family married in, and so, yeah. Oh, good. Interesting. So, hey, uh, are you going to take us through, first of all, the incredible amount of debt the population is picking up in the last two quarters, which to me seems really unsustainable. Uh, we've got the target numbers today. Target's now down 15%. Uh, we have lows going the other way because uh, they appear to be, in my opinion, they appear to be a little bit better raising prices than maybe the targets of the world and uh, well, Walmart did pretty well yesterday, but they're down all today. What, 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 what do you? Uh, what's your what's your take on this? Uh, take on the debt? I see. I I'm hearing conflicting signals on that one. Really? Because I'm getting ready to do a, a road show. In fact, I, I'm I might try to meet up with Carl because I'm going to be in South Bend on on Friday. But um, I uh doing a road show for Indiana and we've got they, they, uh, Kelly School has like a, a big econometric model and they do a uh, an outlook for the next year every year and one of the pieces of our of our outlook and I've got to dig into this more and I can't do it because I'm driving but um, we actually we're, we're telling people that uh, savings rates are really high as well so I think a lot of people are using credit cards but they want to make sure that they're a bit liquid in case we get a repeat of a repeat of 2020. That's my assumption. I, I, so I think uh, the money the money for the minimum payments is there. My my my, my uh, word of injection here because I always got to inject something. Just be careful. Uh, your people aren't using um, mean savings that they're using median because I think there's gonna be two way different um, uh, conclusions. I'm report because to make a presentation on it tomorrow. So because I mean um, I, I hear. Uh, some of the stuff we've talked about is, you know, 40, 50% of the population can't handle a, a 1,500 hour transmission or emergency room visit tomorrow out of, out of cash. They can't. They, and, and, you know, we, we always cite um, my sister, Susan Rhodes, down in Memphis, who works in a bakery. She's baking muffins right now as I speak to you on the radio. And uh, her hot water heater went out, and she could not afford to get that replaced. Um, nor does she have credit card to put it on either. So I, um, her brother bought that for her. I don't know if it was her birthday or for what, but uh, yeah. And and she told me she wanted to start saving, and I was like, oh cool, I'm going to get to put her in an ETF or something. No, she's just trying to save up in case something like that happens again. She's not thinking about retirement. Well, yeah, I mean, and I, I think and I think she's very common. I really do, and that's. Uh, I don't do this to pick on her. I just think you know you you talked about. Uh, John hanging out with uh, high-end folks. You know, I, I've got friends in low places too. <laughs> I didn't. I, I never said John. I just 
mention a friend of mine. Oh, I thought you said John. I swear to God, I thought you said John. Uh, maybe I did. Who knows? I, uh, I, I, re- I thought you said John. I might have. I might have. With somebody, you know. But you I, know. I, mean, I, I think what, what, I've, what I've seen with, uh, with people is this, the cost of just, when you talk about home ownership and things, I mean, uh, you know, I, I heard Audrey, all of Audrey's friends, they all have houses out in Orleans, Tinley, those kinds of places. Yeah, and and, and, st- and I, I've I've been doing a lot of remodeling over the last several years, but I haven't really had to uh, the big items. I didn't really have to do in the last couple last few years, so I haven't been involved in this uh, this big jump in prices. And in fact, plus you know it's it's kind of a, a hobby of mine to to find the people that are willing to do like I have my own window manufacturing group down on 39th Street, where it's a bunch of people. They actually do uh-huh. stuff by hand, and they haven't raised their prices hardly at all. And if you bring the stuff in there, they'll make windows for you, and, and they're, they're really good people. They're the, they're the guys that used to be on Goose Island and all got fired, like on the weekend. They opened up their own shop. You go over there, and the, the guys are terrific, and ladies. A lot of ladies work there, too, making windows. I mean, it's, it's probably half and half, in fact, so I shouldn't just say guys. Uh, and they, they will do a terrific job for you. And uh, anyway, so I don't – but I, I also know that some of my, my – you know, five percenter guys call up the people that are, that are advertised on the radio, and they're going to pay four grand for a door. I mean, it's the, the, if you just if you're just somebody who doesn't know what's available in your air conditioning and your house goes out in a place like in Orland or something, and you just call you know one eight hundred air conditioner, you're talking ten twelve grand. I mean, yeah. which I don't think I don't I don't if, boy even if if you're retired with money in the bank, I mean. I mean, uh, there was a hailstorm thing out there, and some guy talk about uh, somebody who was very—he hustled. He went around and he inspected people's roofs. I mean, Audrey knew that there was—you know—she lost some shingles and stuff. Guy goes, "No, you got like serious hail problems," and uh, you know, and and did it. And she ended up making a claim. And but he went around their whole neighborhood, and the insurance didn't come out and help you. And he made—I'll bet the dude has put in twenty-five roofs in the area around there. And I, you know, I, you know, my, my parents had the asphalt roof put on the place at Evergreen Park. It was maybe, you know, this is how many years ago, you know, maybe, I don't know, a couple of grand, 1500 <clears throat> Russell, these roofs are, are 75, 90, 95 grand. Oh, I know. I mean, I, how, do, how, does some, <laughs> how does somebody save yeah. up for that? So you lose your roof, your air conditioning, and your heater in one year, you're talking 110 grand cash. Who the hell is that kind of savings that they're not? That's that's, that's called a uh, second mortgage. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, some of this. I mean, really, that's that's. Um, it's probably the only proper use of a home equity type thing, you know. Yeah. Is to do something like that. That's basically what you would have to do. Yeah, because it's it's not. But what a, I without digging into it huge because we've been kind of mentioning it all week. I read this kind of history here yesterday, and it's. And uh, actually, like I said, it's done by uh, one of the guys here that is a. Uh, this, this writer's pretty good. I mean, I, well, in my opinion, uh, Mackenzie Sigalos is a young lady. We've 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 mentioned her before, and she has a thing here about how how does this, this uh, Sam Bankman Freed's FTX went from thirty two billion to criminal investigations in like a year, and uh, it's it's a, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, I mean, he started out. I don't know if you, I don't know if you knew. You, well, you probably knew this. I, he started out by when the, when the Bitcoin, and this is something that everybody tries to do or, or should try and do. People do it with with uh, betting on 
on football or basketball. He noticed that when this first started out, that the when Bitcoin started to trade, it traded in different parts of the world at different prices. Yeah. So he ended up putting a group together that essentially uh, they called it they called it the kimchi. Now, why why you might why might you call it kimchi? Yeah. Would you say? Well, it turns out that the the, the Bitcoin or was always bid higher in Korea than it was anywhere else in South Korea. So he would find a way to buy it anywhere else in the world and sell it in South Korea, mm-hmm. like on a, on a daily basis. And they said some days they made a million bucks a day, just essentially arbon the Bitcoin. Now, I, I don't know anything about how, whether you have counterparty risk or not, or as soon as you make a trade one place or another, then all of a sudden, I, I, I don't know how the clearing of that works or anything, Russell, maybe you can do, but evidently you could buy it in one place and sell the same Bitcoin out, and you're, I guess you're flat, I, I don't know, but... Um, so then he went from there to having the exchange, and of course had the, the, the. But then with somebody who, what is it about all these genius dudes? I'll say genius in one area. They always think that, that the rules are for somebody else. You start mixing. Oh, custom, of course. You, you start mixing customer money with exchange money, and then of course you've got the the uh, trading arm, which is which is. You know, attached to the exchange and using yeah. borrowing money from the exchange and then of course you issue your own coin which essentially you're like God you issue your own money and then you tell people it's the same as money and you give that to them in, instead of margin and and uh but I I'm I'm stunned and you're you're gonna know more about the economic side of this I'm just stunned at the the uh, behavioral economic side how how people and I, and I honestly believe uh, Russell that. What our Fed has done and our government has done by driving people into n- having nothing over a 15-year period, no return on risk-free assets, has driven people to do this kind of crap. People are, what would possess anybody 20 years ago, you could actually get, there's always somebody who wants to speculate, I get it, but what, what would possess somebody to send all his money to some guy in the Bahamas for him to screw around with and, and buy something you know nothing about? We've driven people... I mean, just as you know, we get audits at PTI because everybody in a securities firm does. People are uh, from the uh, uh, FINRA and those kinds of places. They're all over you about how making sure you do right by older people. Yet the, the, our government has absolutely screwed older people for 15 years. You can't make any money. The amount of people that are 75 years old that I could have easily said this Bitcoin thing is going. You got to send your money to the Bahamas. They'd have been. They'd have been. Uh, they, they would have said, where do I send, what's the address? Now, I would never do something like that. But w- we've created this monster, I think, Russell. And and anyway, but these guys, they go to that whole thing where they're borrowing money and, and buying the stuff. But then uh, as, as people started to fall apart when the price started coming down, I mean, not only did he piss away all kinds of money on advertisement and stuff, but he tried to save all these companies. He, he, was, uh, he, yeah. wanted, to, he wanted to be the buyer of last resort to essentially prop up the industry. But every one of those places was 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 just a sinkhole, and when it got to a certain yeah. point, I mean, add, add something to this. That's just my kind of review of this article, and it, it, it's sort of the same thing that I've read elsewhere. But he ended up trying to save this and that, but he also spent so much money on basketball, so much money on baseball. Why the hell didn't we get him for a sponsor of stocks and jacks for a couple of mil? While he was winging it around for guys. I, I know, I know. Now he spent like forty million on advertising and other stuff. I think um, it was a 190 or something for baseball over a five-year period. Yeah, and he's, um, he, like, they were on a Formula One team, I think. Yeah. And, um, 
They uh, did you do you ever go to the FIA conference? Uh, maybe way back in the day. Okay, well, it was uh, Monday, Tuesday this week in Chicago, and FTX was a big, you know, one of the high end sponsors. They reprinted all of their stuff and blocked, and you could tell that they just put like a black box on top of where FTX was. All the sponsors. Uh, did they give their money back? I doubt it. Uh, you know what? I doubt they received their money. Oh, okay. Because the consulting firm that I work for, um, I know that you know. It, sometimes you got to chase some of the people that sponsor. Things All right. Like that. I almost guarantee, I almost guarantee they didn't get the check. Well, I bet, uh, I bet yeah, baseball got. They decided to, to take it take it off of there. I bet baseball uh, got their first so, couple of years. There was a five year deal. What? I bet baseball got their first couple of years money. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And, well, and um, I know, uh, you know, there were they, and, and I was in Florida last week. Uh, and, uh, one person, uh, as we were out, said, you know, the FTX arena is three blocks away. Let's all go and get pictures taken in front of it before they take the sign down. Well, can you, can you say uh, it? Because they, they sponsored the arena in, in Florida. Um, however, they've, it's an annual deal where they're supposed to make a few million dollars a year payment. Right. And, and the money goes straight to the city of Miami, I believe, or a municipality. And they're going to lose out on that unless they find another sponsor for their arena. And I'm sure they'll find another sponsor. Now, I, I, you, know, you just brought up an interesting question when I have to ask uh, Kevin on Friday because the sponsorship rights of the stadiums in football are split among the teams. I don't have to say really? that. I don't, I don't think the city gets anything. If it's, that's why they're all pissed off at the Bears for not being able to do the naming, naming rights at Soldier Field. Hmm. Ah. Uh, well, I'll bet I'll bet you they have a nice naming right in Arlington. Well, they they, they also sponsor they naming rights the uh, the Cal California Bears uh, football stadium, didn't they, or basketball? I think it was football. Hmm. USC. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure they have plenty of. I you know I, I I saw a video where somebody showed the corporate structure of FTX, and it, it literally I mean there were. Easily a hundred boxes connected to other boxes on the organization chart, and then they showed one of Lehman Brothers, and Lehman Brothers had about twenty twenty five boxes on it. Uh, I mean, the thing, you know, uh, the end of Great Gatsby, when Gatsby's dad's running around his house looking at, going, "Wow, look at what he's got! I didn't know he had this. I didn't know he had that." <laughs> I almost feel like that's what it's going to be like trying to unwind FTX. Well, I, I, I think the money. But, one of my uh, my my Fed colleagues told me, "Good luck on anybody getting any money." I mean, they're, they're, yeah. But then, uh, but what about just as I don't know how these things unwind. I mean, you've been involved in some of this stuff, not because it was you, because of, because of your knowledge. The people who were able to get their money out, are they going to have to get that clawed back? Or, or I would I would doubt it. But and the reason I would doubt it is you're not going to have... It, this is not like a... It's not going to be similar to a, a normal financial firm bailout or, or bankruptcy because there's going to be no bailout associated with it. God, there better not be. I, I, I mean, I, I can only imagine if the, uh, if the U.S. government decides to reflate FTX. Well, no. Like, you know, like they backstop some banks, etc. Um... I, I just don't, you know, I doubt that that's going to really happen. They, it, all you had to do was take a look, and, you know, it's so easy in hindsight, 
But have you seen a picture of his risk manager? Um, no. She looks like she's twelve. Well, you know, <laughs> and on and on her bio it says she's an she wears Harry Potter glasses. Says she's an avid Harry Potter fan. Mm. And a twenty-eight-year-old girl that's about five foot nothing that's never worked in the you know this may be one of her first jobs that was his risk manager. Ugh. Well, he had her because she'd never catch anything. <laughs> well, he had her because they're hooking up the rover. Well, here's a here, this is an ad thing, and, and again, this is not. This is certainly not blowing my own horn because I didn't do any good with it. It's just when I when I uh, I've told you a story. I did some work for uh, Nancy Sheehan, who I understand just passed away, which is unfortunate. Uh, Judge Nancy, who she ran for treasurer, oh. was you know had to be how many years ago, uh, and we did a, a I was on her little secret group that we were, we actually wrote up a pamphlet of what she was going to do as treasurer, and I wrote the the, uh-huh. fina- the financial section, which sounds like I'm some kind of genius. I'm not. The only thing they could yeah. do. The only thing they're supposed supposedly could do, Russell, was invest in U.S. Treasuries. So if I'm the yeah. treasurer of Illinois and you're the treasurer of, I'll say, Tennessee, you and I could have a, an adult beverage bet every year. Who'd do better? And the one that won just was one year you'd go out to the five year on the curve, and I'd stay at the two, and the five year perform a little better than the the two, and I'd owe, owe you a beer. And the next year, but I mean everybody was right at the three point six, three point six two. 3.65. Everybody's in that group, right? Except for Orange County, uh, California, and who was, yeah. who, who was the guy? Was it Harris County, Texas? The Har- what? I don't remember the Texas one, but I definitely remember the. Uh, yeah. I teach the Orange County one. Yeah, and all, but then all of a sudden these guys are making 12. And my, my, yeah. my, immediately, my immediate thought was. What the hell are these guys? It's way different than than the three point six five that we'd be trying to get here. I mean, we're not we're not even on the yeah. same. You know, we're not eating the same uh, the same chow. And and all of a sudden this this last year, when all these other little places in this uh, Voyager Digital, what was the first one that went to ten ten something something? Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, I got the name of it right here. This, all of a sudden, these things these things all fall apart. And this guy is all of a sudden trying to kind of bail him or something. And I'm like, wait a minute, they, yeah. they, they all got to be in the same game. I mean, how is it that this guy's got the dough and these other guys don't? I, I, don't, I don't see how he could. Things down from 60 grand to 20. And how, how could he possibly not be part of the uh, this Three Arrows Capital, 3AC, where the guys, uh, it says here, uh, six months ago, a wave of titans in the crypto sector folded as depressed token prices suck liquidity out of the market. First came the spectacular failure of a proper U.S. dollar peg stablecoin project, the stablecoin known as TerraUSD or UST, and its sister Tono Token Luna, I don't remember any crap, wiping out $60 billion, which is a lot of money in an industry like that. The collapse helped to bring down Three Arrows Capital, or 3AC, which is one of the industry's most respected crypto hedge funds, Crypto brokers and lenders such as Voyager Digital and Celsius had significant exposure, so they fell right along with it. So here's like four, five, six firms falling like five, six weeks. And this guy's looking. All of a sudden, he, 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 I'm sitting there going, these guys can't be smelling like a rose here, Russell. They, they just can't. They're they're too tight. They're all they're all in this, and and, mm-hmm. and, and he's acting like nothing happened. And he's he's spending more money. I mean, uh, I, I, I I didn't know how to trade it. <clears throat> So I didn't make any money for it for me or my clients. I didn't know how to trade it. I didn't know anything. I mean, I, 
And yet, in the last week, crypto has not really dropped at all. And in fact, a few days it was up. I mean, I say Bitcoin. I mean, I I know there's that I know that that uh, these guys are not Bitcoin. But I also know that if the stuff is starting to tumble in the places with it, there's some sort of a connection. And I, I not enough for me to make a trade. And please don't make a trade on it. But some, something's weird here. But I think you and I have seen sort of it all before, haven't we? Well, you know, a, pro- a problem can be industry-specific or it can be company-specific. And th- this one's company-specific. They got a million clients, and and that and but and I think that would explain why you know cryptos haven't gotten hit as much as you would expect on, on all this news. Well, there's been a steady stream of people on Tout Radio or TV CNBC. One guy must have been on an hour yesterday with that Wapner guy, arguing that yeah. this is still the greatest thing in the world, the best investment for anybody. It's blockchain. It's the new world. If you don't get on it, and the guy says it's it's going up. It's it's like. It's going. It's being traded like a stock. It's not a stock. There's no earnings. You don't own the blockchain. The guy would hear none of it. This is the future. That's that's just it. I mean, if you're not in, you know, if you're not in, you're 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 you're, you're not Flynn or something. You know what I mean? And 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 this is just be a bump in the road for the guy. Kept saying, but what what exactly is Bitcoin? I mean, what what are these tokens? They're nothing. They're just people issuing issuing crap, basically. Oh no no, this is this is the new world. I, but I mean. These dudes have a million clients, Russell. I couldn't believe it yesterday. This FTX, and I. Oh yeah. One of my guys, in, uh, including their own. I I really missed out on you know just creating my own coin. Well, yeah, but then you got you got to you have to make sure you sell it at the top and don't actually believe in it. Yeah, it's too late now. Oh, you have to act like you believe in it. Well, one of my go nameless. I don't even say where I ran into the dude. He's involved in one of the futures firms here, uh, and I said, "Are you guys?" Totally clean. He goes. Nobody's totally clean. Wow. And he because I mean, he, the board of trade tried to trade the thing for a while. So the SIBO. He goes. No. Nobody. Well, no. The CME still trades it. Okay. He says nobody's yeah. totally clean. Every everybody. It's just a matter of degrees. And he goes. I don't think it's life threatening for anybody. But it's the idea that no nobody that a firm here says there they, there's not a dime involved in this. I you know I don't I don't. He says that's that's probably not possible. Uh, from anybody big enough, so I mean, the question is, where do the tentacles go? And that's that's kind of the thrust of my question to you. But we'll do that after the break, because it, it it always wanders somewhere. Some people tell me this is bigger than Enron. Other people say it's not. I, how do you even gauge? SP futures down twelve. Nasdaq futures down forty seven. Be right back. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits 
food, sports, travel, fitness, and a whole lot more. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures. It's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into Wall Street's investment gurus. It's for mavericks who believe in life, luxury, and the pursuit of happiness. It's for you. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Hey, Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tamal. Matt Byrne on the board. Uh, I don't think, Russell, that Matt would like going to uh, Twitter. Elon Musk demands Twitter staff commit to long hours or leave. <laughs> I don't know if you're, if you're ready to do this, Matt. Exactly. I don't know. No, I don't think your your group is ready for that. Anyway. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> SP Futures down 8. SP Futures down 38. Retail sales came in at a uh, positive 1.3%. I don't think there's a deflator on that, but I will ask Russell that after I'm done with this. Uh, so they're up 1.3%, a little bit higher than people expected. Uh, so X Autos is a... Uh, Actually, a lot higher than people expected. 1.3 versus 0.6. So, I guess those are relatively good news. But I, I guess without an inflation adjustment on that, you really don't know where you're at. Dow futures down 28. Over in Europe, we've got uh, the DAX down 155. That's 1.1 percent. Now, DAX, DAX is sinking. These other guys are sinking too. Uh, FTSE down 16.2 percent. CAC around down 44.7. Uh, evidently, the tensions. Well, they're they're saying it's because of this Poland missile incident. I, I don't know if that's the truth, but that's what somebody's lobbing out here. Mm. Uh, Nikkei up 38.1 percent. Shanghai down 14.4. They've been up a few days in a row. Hang Seng down 86. I'll call it 0.5 percent. I'll say that's a pause, as they've been up from 14.5 in the last five days. That they're still 18.256. Not high, but way higher than they were. Uh, yesterday, Dow Jones was up 56. S&P up 34. Nasdaq with a big move, 162. That's almost one and a half percent. 
uh, bands. Unchanged now at 3.79. They were, this is a 10 year rate. Uh, they were down a little bit, it was down a little bit earlier. The Bund, uh, 2.08, down one basis point. It was down more than that an hour ago. Uh, Japan, unchanged at 0.24. Oil, down 99 cents, 85.93. Brent, down 72 cents, 93.14. Natural gas, down 19 cents. Kind of well under six bucks here now at 584. Arbob down a penny at 250. Arbob's been very, very steady. Gas prices are leaking down here in Chicago a little bit if you look around. Gold up 730, 17.84. Silver up 40 cents, 21.92. It was over 22. That's uh, well, that's because of the softer dollar. Copper down three cents at 3.78. We've got Bitcoin uh, down 241, 16.553. Hanging in there, mm. not collapsing or anything. At least not yet. Uh, and we've got the U.S. dollar, like I said, softer. The euro, euro is up to 1.04, which is highest we've seen it in quite a while. It's got down to 0 0.97, 0 0.96. So it's a 7% move up, which is normally is a, a year-long deal, not a week-long deal. Mm. Uh, the pound is up to 1.19, which is a long way from the 1.04 print of about three weeks ago. Matt, what do you got for us, Traffic Weather Sports? The weather sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is for sure. I want to say good morning, though. Uh, currently 7.36 a.m. on November 16th, 2022. Uh, traffic in Chicago, we have some accidents for you. Uh, accident occurred uh, eastbound on the Eisenhower. It occurred at 7.08 this morning around Holman Avenue uh, at exit 26B. Traffic backed up to 1st Avenue currently. Another accident, this one occurred southbound on the Stevenson, involves a car beneath a semi-truck. Semi uh, I don't know how that happened, but, but yikes. Uh, happened around Central Avenue, exit 285 at 7.03 this morning. Uh, accident is blocking the right lane, uh, backing traffic up to Pulaski Road, exit 287. Uh, conditions are solid traffic and expected delays up to an hour. Yeah. Uh, weather in Chicago, currently cloudy and 33 degrees. Expect more snow flurries today with a high of 37 degrees. In Phoenix, clear skies, 46 degrees. Clear skies to continue all day with a high of 72 degrees. Tonight in hockey, uh, Blackhawks at home with St. Louis Blues. Uh, Hawks at a win-loss of 6-6 six six this season. Game starts at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Tomorrow night, though, in the NFL, Titans at Green Bay. Uh, Titans lead in wins, 6-2. Uh, Packers at a win-loss of 4-6. Game starts at 7.15 Central Standard Time. That's all I got, Chief. Back to you. Um, Russell, there's all kinds of... Uh Winds in the air, shall we say? Winds moving here. Winds and winds are always in the air. Always moving. Uh, they're all, and always moving, or unless they're calm. Uh, yeah. What what do you? What would you pick? I mean, these these numbers, these uh, CPI. I mean, the whole world wants this, uh, all this to be over. I mean, we're and if we're, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't. Their their impatience. They do we actually think that the price levels the way they are that. Uh, I don't think anything's coming down much. I mean, food is. I was talking to some uh, guys in the restaurant business, and now this is a specific problem because I guess they had some issue with some kind of virus or something. But lettuce, mm -hmm. lettuce is up to like five hours ahead. These guys are telling me at series wow. are paying paying eighty dollars a case for for lettuce in a restaurant. Wow. They've, they've never paid that before. Hmm. They're telling people don't drop any when you're chopping it. <laughs> My <laughs> God, I mean, uh, save it, save it, make sure you hang on to all the spare lettuce. And yeah. wrap it wrap it into a really low end salad and put it at put it in the case at the jewel. Yeah, yeah it's like uh boy, it's <laughs> a, that's really I mean what what do you see with the, the last quarter? Well Go ahead. not over the last quarter, but you brought up uh, you know, the inflation thing. Uh, so I, I mentioned I'm I'm on the road and I'm doing the uh, Indiana Roadshow thing. Uh, and Last year, I was—I didn't do the. It, it's a two-week deal, and different professors do different cities. 
Uh, I did the first and the last city last year. The first city would have been last Monday in Indianapolis, and the last one is South Bend this coming Friday. And over the course of those two weeks, I, I you know I did my I did an informal survey, and it's the the very first meeting, two or three people were worried about inflation. By the end of that two week period, about half the room was. So where I'm going with this is we're now getting into year-over-year comparables where the denominator that we use to calculate the year-over-year CPI growth, et cetera, uh, is a little bit higher. So it's naturally going to start to look lower. Right. Uh, You know, and and just as as a year-over-year change. And I I think they're going to... They're going to keep going until we get that CPI number solidly under the risk-free rate, which the risk-free rate now looks like it's going to top out at about 5%. It was looking about like 5.5% a couple of weeks ago, but when we got that weak CPI number last week, it it definitely um, changed the the outlook and changed what the derivative markets were pricing in as well. Well, why? Why but, do we? Uh, the easier comparable is going to help, uh, but I, I think the Fed would be just. Uh, you know what? If we got a CPI number next month of like year over year of like four point eight percent, the stock market would lose its freaking mind. Well, first of all, we we we, may, we actually might be up on the year if we, if we got. I mean, well, but what would but I, I don't expect that to happen. What would have but to happen? If that were to happen, that would give the Fed the ability to stop raising. I'm, I'm going to say for them to have a a year-over-year number at 4.8, the monthly number would have to be minus 0.5 or minus 5. That's and that's a, not outside the realm of possibility. How could how could uh, the monthly number ever be well, down five percent? The reason I know it's not outside because I'm I'm looking to buy a place down here now uh, instead of rent because the rental situation is horrible. Uh, I shouldn't say horrible. It's exactly what I need. Thousand bucks a month. It's a bad desk. So what if the plumbing doesn't work and the air conditioning doesn't work? You know, yeah. let, that, let all that go. Um, but I'm looking at, at buying a place, and so you know, I'm paying a little bit more attention to uh, the cost of condos in Indianapolis. And when you look at those, and you know this because because you're with a real estate person, uh, you can see when they when they've been lowering the prices, and a lot of condos are seeing price cuts. And not getting sold, so those are coming down. The only used car, used car prices are coming down as well. And the supply of used is a hobby. I just kind of like to look at high end certified cars. There are a lot more of them available than there were a year ago. I w- so the higher supply of some of these things is is I don't know. I don't necessarily think we're going to be flat month over month, but. Um, you know, close to zero is not outside of the realm of possibility in the next few weeks or next few months. Next few months, I guess. All right? How can I, how can I absolutely agree with where you are mathematically, yet totally disagree with uh, the perception you're 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 coming up with? How can I do that? Which part of the perception? The what I'm saying is, that, we we have things are the things are starting. I do think things have started to top out. I, um, I uh, as you recall, you and I were doing this four months ago, and I'm going to say that you were the first person to agree with me that the what was happening to the money supply and the balance sheet that the that the the foot was off the pedal on the inflation. 
r- realistically. And I think you and yeah. I, and we're starting to see some of that. Now, my issue with it is in the last year, we've had home prices up by anybody's stretch, 20%, 21%, and we've had mortgage rates up uh, 40%. So the cost of home ownership by anybody's anybody's stretch is up 40%, 25 30 40% year over year. The number that you care about, the monthly payment, heck yeah. And, And so they've had... They they've they've admitted to seven. So there's there's like twenty percent yet to flow through the numbers the way these people do it. So I'm I'm totally agreeing with you that yes, the actual price of a new home has slipped from the peak, but the peak was never counted. So for them to come in now and say we're uh, we're unchanged in the last eighteen months is insanity. We're not, we're not even close. You know what I'm saying? You get. If they do what you say they're going to do, they're going to end up with saying in the last two years we just didn't even exist, and yet cars are fifty where they were thirty-five, and houses are four hundred seven when they were when they were three twenty. So I mean, the way they they basically have bleeped with the numbers, don't even allow them to tell the story that you're accurately telling. If they do, they're totally going to misrepresent everything. I mean, am I right? I'm agreeing with you, but I'm saying if you look at their numbers, you and I have said these numbers suck. Well, now if you go back the oh, other yeah. way, I mean, they, they never, they never said. That, let me. Here's where I'm starting from. I guess since the COVID fiasco, or even before that, I'm going to say these guys pumped because of the money supply. They pumped 30 to 35 percent inflation into the economy overall. They've, oh, absolutely. They've, they've counted. 12. Mm-hmm. And now, since, since things are starting to ease off, there's no way they can go back to five because there's still 25 behind, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I, I, they're going to use the CPI number, whether, whether we like it or not. And that number showed the first signs of coming down. However, and I'm glad I still have some time to talk on this, I pulled the CPI going back and looked at it in the 70s, and 74, we had you know, double-digit CPI, and then it dipped down to around 5%, and then it went ballistic at the end of the 70s. Right. And I think we all kind of, I, I think those of us that are really close to it kind of expect this. Right, that, well, that we expect we're not out of the woods. Okay. I was just given a hypothetical of us being out of the woods and all of that, what they're looking for. Um, I hope they don't they they don't I, I hope they don't suddenly cut rates too quickly. I, I I'm with you. That, that's, that's my hope. Right, my, my I'm afraid you know, there'll there'll be some embers and they'll throw some gas on there and that will be a bad you know, and that'll just make it worse. I'm gonna say the dip in the mid seventies was due to the fact that the Arab bar oil embargo uh stopped. But the rest And you know what and, and you know what the uh what the dip in the uh, dip in this one's going to be? Um, China reopening. It'd be what? China reopening. Um, probably. Where they stop where they stop this zero COVID stuff, and they stop locking you know people in factories because one person tested positive, and bringing food into them so they can, can keep working. I mean, China, you know, on a rolling basis, 
appears to have about 10 to 20 percent of their population uh, in quarantine. Right. So when if if they if they finally throw in the towel, and that's you, you mentioned the Hang Seng and how much it was up. Yeah. There, there's this belief that they're getting ready to give up on that zero COVID thing, uh, and also. They they made they they indicated that they're going to start importing vaccines because their vaccine doesn't work. Well, I'm, so, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure ours does. But part, do what? I said I'm not so sure ours does, but that's another issue. Well, no, theirs is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no other way. In fact, theirs is so risky. They don't give it to people over seventy. Well, that's the whole purpose of it. They give the older people so they don't. They're the ones well, that are in trouble. Well, you know, I, I'm such a conspiracy nut about how China behaves. I think they maybe invented this thing because they've got such a population problem I, they got too many old people. That uh, I don't want to even say it. That thought has but absolutely I, crossed my I, mind. But I, I think that's why they don't give the vaccine to the old people. I, that thought has absolutely gone across my mind, and I and I never felt I should say it, but now that you say it, said it, I... I'm right with you. I, I think they're they're dropping their they're, they're dropping their people on purpose. I, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm probably overly fixated on China, um, just because I, I don't know. It just it's so interesting, and what they say and what they do are so different. It's just I don't. Know, it's just very interesting to me. So like my YouTube, what I watch on YouTube more often than anything else is about the Chinese economy or how the government's behaving, all of those sorts of things, and. Um, yeah, I, I just, the, the way that they, you know, the way they do things, when you, here's another one, when you see the Uyghurs, and, um, you know, you see them blindfolded and getting ready to be sent off to the re-education camps, it seems to me it's like almost all men. Yeah, well, the women. And, you know, they have a shortage of women for men in China. Part of me thinks that maybe they, you know, if, that if, for the ethnic Chinese, they're if, doing something where they can, you know, if you uh, if you would have listened to uh, uh, the guy, actually Kevin played my interview with the Uyghur dude, Uyghur dude. How's that for a? I forget his name. Uh, for his his class last week, he does it every year for uh, knowing who you're buying stuff from and having ethics. Yeah. And uh, th- what what the guy said is happening is they essentially grab the guys, put them into forced slavery. And a Chinese dude shows up at the house the next day and says, "I'm your new husband. Your new husband." I'm not the least bit surprised with that. Hmm. Yeah, I never heard that before, but I always kind of I just had an assumption behind it. But just I don't want to beat this up because I do all the time, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Someplace somewhere, Russell and I, like I said, I, I did all this when I was young. In the '70s, people actually believed these numbers. I mean, these guys have had a, a 1% inflation rate for 15 years. You look at the hospitalization stuff, and oh, yeah. and, and it's 7% of the, pot of, the, of the basket, and it's 20% of the, of the economy. This, these numbers at this level, and I just, actually I was digging through my mess here. First thing I picked up for an old piece of paper that I kept was a guy who did something from the inflation from 2000 to 2014, and what the CPI number was and what it actually was in various industries. At some point, when these, I'll say, people come out with this number, is somebody somewhere, or, or do they own all the, the news outlets, or does somebody, isn't somebody going to say these numbers are bull bleep? They're bull bleep. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we're 40% off on housing. We're, we've got to be 100% off on, on, uh, on hospitalization. I mean, those numbers, I did some stuff a while ago in the last five or six years 
the cost of a, an overnight stay in a hospital has gone from like two thousand to ten. Wow! Wow! I mean, th- I mean, how does it? How does that even come close to the numbers these guys are feeding us? I mean, we're, we're talking. Well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't. But they don't have a decent way to account for that. Well, sure they do. They could put it in there. They could say it's now. I mean, any any firm, PTI, you name it, for them to say that us paying hospitalization for our employees is seven percent of somebody's. I just did a thing. I didn't, didn't tell you about this. I should because you'll, you'd like to use this in class, maybe. Because of the way we now have a bunch of uh, tax brackets, it's not as bad as the. You know, I'll say the Reagan era, the Reagan era, and before him, when we had a million, a million tax brackets. I mean, everybody might have heard this, but if not, I'll go through it again. If somebody, let's say our inflation is twenty-five percent, thirty percent over the last three years, if somebody went from forty-two grand to fifty-three on their on their paycheck, okay, they now are in a, a tax bracket that's twenty-two percent instead of twelve. So their yeah. income income tax on this eleven grand is going to be twenty-four twenty. Their payroll tax will be sixteen fifty. The Illinois tax is five fifty. So they're going to be paying out of the out of the eleven grand forty-six twenty in taxes. But now it puts them over fifty grand, which is a trigger number for whether you get help or not in Obamacare. So now if you got to pay twelve hundred dollars a month for insurance, where maybe you had to pay either nothing or less before that, you're down on the day. And, and yet, yeah. and yet, the stuff is still twenty percent higher. You're buying. So no, you're actually down income. Oh yeah. So the idea that yeah. that regular people are anywhere near what these CPI bleeps are telling us is is so far afield. I mean, I, and the reason why I talk about it is because I say I'm not going to talk about it for three days, and I run into somebody who's 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 working as a gas station guy, tell me how he can't buy lunch. I mean, it, it's right in front of you. If you care. you don't even have to look. Yeah. You have to ignore it to not see it some point, we're not going to believe this crap, I guess is the, is the bottom line. Oh, I, th- I think there are a lot of people that doubt the numbers already. Um, yeah, I, I'm certain there are people that doubt the numbers already. A, a lot of us do. And, and you know, that, that uh, PCE number, that's, I think that's one of the reasons the Fed looks at that as well. Well, you know, Carl, our man who can dig through everything, maybe you're the only one who can do better. Find me the detail of a PCE. Nobody can find it. I'll go looking. Can you find it? I'll go looking. Yeah. I don't know. Send me an, e- send me an email because I'm driving right now and I'll forget. All right. Where, where are you? Are you, where are you heading? Where are you going? Uh, I'm, I'm heading to Jasper, Indiana. Wow. Hmm. I know. <laughs> you know where I know that? And where I know that? Where that is? I'm, Somebody tried I'm, to sell me a pickup truck there two weeks ago. <laughs> down in Jasper. You know how far away that is from Chicago? It's it's oh, like wow. almost on it's almost on the Ohio River, isn't it? Um, I, I think I'll be watching the local Louisville TV station. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's Kentuckyana for sure. You mean Louisville? Louisville? <laughs> not Louisville. What did you call it? Louisville. Louisville? It's not Louisville. Louisville. It's Louisville. Yeah. The French influence, yeah. It's the yeah. French influence. Yeah. You're going to be in and, a... And, and, and looping to the jocks part of everything, those Louisville Cardinals are whatever you want to call them. They are uh, 0-3 in basketball. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. What uh, what is the uh, your your Indiana team? I haven't seen them in this Big Ten challenge. Are they any good now or no? They're good. They're going to be good. Good. They're going to be real good. I uh, um, why was I happy? Around, they got them ranked around twelfth or so. Is uh, it a flaw last night that uh, I can't? W- I love it when Kentucky loses. That why why why? Do oh I- my god! 
I, you know, I, I was watching the game, and and they kept showing these two little kids that had blue wigs on. I, I, you know, I went to Memphis, and John Calipari basically took the whole recruiting class, all of his assistant coaches, and the department secretary with him to Kentucky, and left us with three players. He's a piece of work, isn't he? He is a piece of work, and I. Every time something like last night happens. It makes me believe a little bit more in karma. I thought you were going to say that there is a deity. <laughs> in what? I thought you were going to say there is a god. Yeah. But, um, no, last night, that was fun to watch him lose like that. I mean, I just, I, I enjoyed it tremendously. Oh, but when I was watching the game, there were two little kids with these blue eggs on, all the Kentucky shit on, stuff on. And my daughters are sitting in the room with me, and I said, I hope you two, I hope you lose in double overtime. And it crushes your souls, you little. And then I, <laughs> I, that's how bad I feel. And then I hope the team goes down in a plane crash on the way home. You, you're, you're, you're watching. Uh, so you're driving to Jasper from Chicago. That's a that's a kick. Yes, I am. Are, are you are you going Indianapolis and other way? Or are you trying going all the way down forty one? Uh, no, I'm I'm on sixty five. I got to stop by uh, my apartment. Oh, because you could have saved twenty miles and picked up a little bit of Americana by going all the way down forty one. Yeah. Um, I've got to, I'm going to come back up that way because I've got like all day tomorrow to kind of do some driving as well. Well, you're going to be able uh, to write a, I'm, I'm doing a whole loop around, um, doing a total loop around, um, Indiana. You're going to have to give us a, a, uh, that, that's like going down route 66. That's the mother road. That's how you used to get yeah. to Florida for God's sake. Yeah. So uh, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to see Americana. You got to report on that next week. Um, I most definitely will. You know, if I had known you were going down there, I would ask you to give this give this pickup truck a test drive. <laughs> uh, I could do that. Do you know anything about pickup uh, trucks? No, I'm, I I know that I've never driven one, but my uh, I'm I'm finally doing my PhD graduation at Oklahoma State uh, in mid December, and I am um, good God, somebody just went past me on 65 doing 90 in Texas. Ah. Um, <laughs> God. So, um, so I rented a pickup truck. Good for you. For my, for my graduation, I also bought some cowboy boots and a bolo tie. No, no cardigan. You got a hat? No cardigans. I think I think bolo tie is the new cardigan. What about a hat? Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking about it. I don't look good in hats. You get yourself a Stetson. There's got to be a style Stetson uh, for I'm, it. I'm totally. I'm getting a giant Oklahoma State tattoo on my back. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. Oh, I'm doing it. Move. You want one that can be taken off easily. No, I don't care about that. It's not like I'm putting some girl's name on my back. Oh, God. Mm. Um, all right, so where, how, <laughs> is, is this, this thing with the uh, FTX, is this going to subside or, or grow and take people with it? I think it's going to subside. I really hope you're right. I think, I think, the, I think the window where it would have taken other people with it is past. Um, I know, you know, our, our first love, SIBO, their stock was under a little bit of pressure because they've got SIBO Digital. Because uh, there was a, there was actually a fear that they may go try to buy some of their assets, and that that everybody everybody's smarter than touching a firm you know run by that kind of goofy looking guy with his twelve yeah. year old looking uh, risk manager. You got I, I'm gonna find a picture of this girl and send it to you, and you're just gonna be like, you know, my daughter's look older than her. Do you think uh, if you let your hair grow a little bit, how long would it how much would it cost for you to get the the perfect must-up look. That had to be. That had to be done from the outside. It just didn't happen. Oh, the way his hair looked. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, totally. I, I, I'm way overdue for a haircut. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I'll start talking about aliens and stuff. I don't think I don't think it's at our age. Maybe you might still have. An, I don't know if I can go with the big must up look. I don't know if I have enough hair left. There's always wigs. I, I did weird. a man bun during COVID, so I know I can do these things. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. At least you didn't do the uh, ponytail. Oof. I yeah, tried that. It was, a, it was a small one, but I accomplished it. Oh, God. I, I, I had no uh, no interest. Anyway, S&P Futures <laughs> down 14. <laughs> S&P down 72. Uh, as usual, Russell, you're, you're a trip. We want to hear all about this stuff. Uh, Kevin will be back next week. He, this week he's in Chicago to a conference, but if you want to South Bend oh. next week. He might, he might be back right. at South Bend Friday. He's coming to the studio. I'm going to show. I'm going to I'm going to shoot him an email. Yeah, because he's coming. I, I shouldn't have said Kevin. He's in the. Uh, he's in the studio uh, Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh well. We're having him, and we're I'll having. Be, a, I'll be in South Bend. He what? and I can wave at each other on the, on the drive. Well, if he, he might be leaving right from here. I don't know. Well, anyway, you guys can work it out. SP Futures down 12. Nasdaq Futures down 65. Back tomorrow, stocks and jacks. Stocks and jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. HomeSource Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Oh, we hear very little and we understand even less.